0: All right, so you know, when I bring back Elle Russ, we're going to talk all things thyroid. And we don't even know where the conversation is going to go. But we're just going to roll with it and talk all things thyroid. Plus, we have a crazy big announcement. Maybe a lot of you have seen my post, her post, about her new thyroid course. We are going to talk about that at the end. So I'm going to make you guys wait until the end. This thing, I mean, it is prime. It is amazing. It is something that you need, that you want. So just stay tuned. We'll get into the details of that at the very end. Are you sick of hearing me talk about Young Goose yet? Well, that's too bad because I love them. And I have been using them now for years, probably about two or three years. And I can honestly say that my skin looks great. So I go to my plastic surgeon's office to get a little bit of Botox, right? And he says, what are you doing for your skin? Because your skin looks great. And I'm 50. It's going to be Young Goose. You know, I've never had the ability to do those ablative lasers that are supposed to refresh and renew your skin. I just can't do it. I break out. So I love a good product line that is actually going to do something with my skin and help me not age. So whether we're talking about eye cream, finding that perfect eye cream, whether you're finding that perfect Collagen-boosting cream that smooths out wrinkles. Young Goose has it all. I use pretty much everything in their line, but my favorites are going to be the Care Moisturizer. This has NAD and NAD-boosting powers to it, which obviously helps your skin. We love NAD for anti-aging. I use the Hyperbaric Mask at night. I put that on. Oh, my gosh. It just renews and replenishes and hydrates my skin I use the Procare serum. This is an anti aging serum. It's senolytic, meaning it's going to seek out and destroy the bad cells and promote new cell growth. I use the adaptogenic cleanser. I use the amplifying essence, which really kind of boosts up your skincare overall. BioC peptide spray as a toner. Their entire line is fantastic. If you even start with two to three products, you will notice a difference. your skin. So you're going to go to younggoose.com and you're going to use the code Dr. Amy. This is going to save you 5% off. Now, is it a ginormous savings? No, but their line is so precise and so grounded in science. This is what they can offer. And, you know, I love the owners too. I think buying from from a family-owned company is so important. And if you met the owners, you would fall in love and want to use their products every single day because you know that their heart and soul is literally behind this line. So younggoose.com, use the code Dr. Amy. You will notice a difference in your skin. Have you ever heard of the baobab fruit? It's really interesting. And it is such an affordable way to increase your antioxidants because this thing is a multi talented multivitamin, multi-vitamin, multi-mineral, one-of-a-kind supplement in powder form that you throw into your shakes. Oh my God. It just pretty much becomes a no-brainer. So this particular Baobab Boost from Trim Healthy Mama, my two favorite ladies on the planet, they introduced me to this amazing antioxidant and I fell in love. I put it in all the time. Every single shake that I have, I put the baobab powder in. It's citrus and sherbet tasting dried flesh, has five times the fiber of oats and a higher antioxidant level than any food on the planet. That's eight times that of the superberry SIE, and more than blueberries and pomegranates combined. So quit eating all the sugar and just use organic baobab fruit pulp. It's that easy because Trim Healthy Mama, they put that into a nice powder. Like I said, I just scoop it right out, throw it into my shake. Oh my gosh, it reduces inflammation and helps with weight loss. And the other really interesting thing about it is it's kind of working as an appetite suppressant. Now I know it's not touted for that, but when you put it in your shake, especially first thing in the morning, throw that into a nice protein shake. You'll notice that your appetite is definitely curbed. So now I'm thinking of this perfect stack to replace or or supplement those GLPs out there on the market. What if we did Baobab and Metabolism Fixer together? That would be crazy at controlling your appetite. And with the Baobab, you're getting all those antioxidants. It's, It's amazing. And this powder is so affordable. It is so affordable. So you're going to go to store.trimhealthymama.com and look up Baobab. It's B-A-O-B-A-B, Baobab Boost Powder. Uh, These ladies have just gone all out with their entire line, but this is one of my favorites because I started using it. And I have to say that I noticed the appetite suppression difference. And then when I dove down the rabbit hole of what else is in it, The antioxidant content, the multi-mineral content, it just becomes a no-brainer. So store.trimhealthymoma.com. Look for Baobab powder. Enjoy. So L Russ, thyroid expert. My, I mean, I, I feel like we're friends at this point. I love talking to you every single time you're on. So thank you once again for coming on to talk all things thyroid. Oh, you know,
1: uh, like I've told you before, even on my show, I'm just so glad you're out there and that you understand this and you also understand what it's like to be on T3 only because there's, we need more and more people who are like us, who are as knowledgeable out there. And I think I told you like for a while, I felt like I was kind of out there on my own a little bit. So when you when you kind of, when I saw that you came on the scene, I
0: was like, oh my gosh,
1: yes, thankfully
0: someone else, you know? And it's nice when somebody else speaks the same language. Like when I'll hear you say something that I always say and it's like, yeah, okay. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't crazy, but she's saying the same thing, and so is this thyroid expert and that thyroid expert. And so it's nice to get that backup. And even for your clients, you're like, listen, don't, don't, don't take it from me. Go listen to her because she's saying the same thing that I'm telling you to do. So exactly. that's nice. I'll go, go look up Amy. Just yeah. she's
1: on T3 only. She's, in, <laughs> go listen to her podcast. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So one, uh, you have a new podcast out. It's the L Russ Show, right? Russia. Yes. And uh, okay. we're
1: looking forward to your episode, which will be in October of 2022. I don't know when this will be released, but I'm looking forward to that. That's a pretty in-depth one that we got into the juicy stuff there. And look, there's no shortage of repeating or getting into some of these nuances because it's important. I mean, I think the one thing I want to say off the bat, and I know you know this is true, but Here's the truth, you know, and I know you have it. People come to you and they're like, I've been suffering with I, these emails. It's like I've been struggling for 10 years. There is only two reasons why anyone continues to struggle with thyroid issues. One, you're dealing with an uninformed doctor who has no idea how to test, treat, and assess it, and or you're uninformed. Okay? It's one mm-hmm. of the two. Yep. And so I want to say that right off the bat because people feel so defeated because they've been to doctor after doctor and doctor together, like hoping someone's going to help them, which is why I created the courts. We'll talk about that later, but it's why you and I do the work we're doing. We're trying to educate people to empower them to be their own patient advocate because you and I had no choice but to be our own advocates and solve our own problem, which is a very scary place to be. But the truth is, is that you need to learn, you need to empower yourself because you can help your doctor help you. You can educate your doctor. You can probably steer them towards practicing medicine you and maybe medicine with you and maybe they wouldn't be so inclined to do with other patients because you come forward with more information and you might be challenging them. And I mean that in a positive way, not a negative way. But the only way to help yourself is to learn it and learn everything that we talk about. and And then, so those are the only two reasons. So when people are throwing their hands up because it's taken forever... Do you know what I mean? And then the other thing I want to say is, even when you correct the thyroid, because you might have been in a disease state for a while, that might not be the end, right? And that's a lot about what you talk about as well. You got a detox now that you're at a good platform of, you know, sort of like, a good primal baseline of of thyroid, you know, working right, whether you're taking thyroid hormones or not. And that's when functional practitioners like you come in who can really assess uh, the larger picture, because sometimes that's it. Sometimes like the diarrhea you're experiencing has nothing to do with your thyroid labs. You're optimized and you're great. It's something else that went wrong. You know what I mean? And so that's the other point I just want to hit home on.
0: And there's a lot of overlap with other things. So hormones play a huge role. They always get thrown off when the thyroid is off. Insulin gets thrown off when the thyroid is off. We know your liver isn't processing very well and your gut motility is slowed down when you're hypo. So all these other systems come into play. And that's where, and I don't know if you've seen this in your practice too, but I have a big beef with these functional and integrative and alternative practitioners that, you know, people listen to us and then they go to just anybody that has the word functional in front of their name. And these people come in and be like, all right, well, yeah, we're going to do a detox and we're going to heal your gut. And that's all you need. It's like T3 is 2.2. You're telling me that you're going to magically produce more by healing my gut. Like that drives me crazy. So it has yeah, to be- everyone's the adrenals. The other ones, the uh, adrenals, andre- yeah. right? Yeah. They
1: try to attack the adrenals, so the person's suffering. They have horrible thyroid, and they go, "Oh well, your adrenals are bad. Let's try to fix your adrenals, and then maybe the thyroid will come around." Honestly, it's um, it's not to say that that's not impossible, but uh, more often than I what I see is that person wastes eight months with that doctor trying to heal their adrenals, and that still needs to go on thyroid hormone replacement. So sometimes yeah. I think people linger too long right? And you're right. With a free T3 of 2.2, you're not going to detox. You're not going to get anywhere anyway. So the suggestion is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. That drives me crazy. So yes, in in addition to kind of springboarding off what Elle said, you have to be educated. You have to have a doctor who's educated and just don't go to any functional integrative just because, I mean, yes, it's great that we now have functional medicine. We have integrative medicine. It's kind of developed more and has become a little bit more mainstream, but you just can't go to anyone. so They're not all
1: at their weight. They're not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anyone can hang a little integrative shingle above their, you know, office. How long have they been in practice? What is their, you know, areas of study? Have they gone above and beyond? You know, these are the things to look at.
0: Yeah. And don't be scared to ask too. So if you're on a call with that person before you drop money on their program, ask them, ask them their beliefs. Do they even test reverse T3? Do they? I mean, I know I'm going down a whole rabbit hole, but still, Yeah, just ask the questions too. Well, that's in in my free
1: thyroid guide, I put like, here's some questions that you should ask every office. You can even call to talk to the nurse and say, hey, does the doctor routinely test reverse T3? Do they have any patients on T3 only? Do they understand? You know what I mean? Do they prescribe armor? If they're like, oh no, the doctor only prescribes Synthroid, guess what? That's an uninformed endocrinologist. You'll never get anywhere. Next, call the next one. So what happened to me and the reason I put that in the free thyroid guide I have is because I wasted so much money and time and co-pays going to like the doctor only to find out like i could have probably pre-screened some stuff and look even with the pre-screening it doesn't necessarily mean the person's gonna be a genius and your answer but at least you are preempting some major factors that you just know better than even walk in there
0: yeah exactly i love that i love that and we were talking off air a little bit about well we talked about this on your podcast too Reverse T3. So you and I always talk about reverse T3 because we both had a reverse T3 problem, but we have both played around with testing, with dosing, with adding in T4, taking out T4. So let's, I, I want to kind of dive into that reverse T3. Yes, it's important, but dot, dot, dot. So I'll let you start on what you were telling me off air. Right. The dot,
1: dot, dot is, is that sometimes, so the reverse T3 range usually is something like nine to 30, nine to 24, or something like that. They're all a little bit different, but let's just say the range is nine to 30. Just We'll just make it. So usually you know, people read that they want to see that reverse T3 number lower, like 12 or 13. Just because it's 15 or even 17 doesn't necessarily mean you're like, oh my God, I have a reverse T3 problem and I have to go on T3 only. There are so many other factors here. It's why I always also even though I know Janie Bolthorpe doesn't do it anymore, but I still do the ratio between the free T3 and the reverse T3. And then you can look at things like selenium. You can see things creeping up or down. Reverse T3 is also fluctuating a little bit, kind of like TSH does. So again, people sometimes are quickly jumping to, I need to go on T3 and they've somehow misgauged that, right? So I don't know what you want to add to that. But sometimes again, people are unnecessarily worried that they have a reverse T3 problem when they kind of don't.
0: Yeah. So I think it's that that whole nuanced art that we were talking about on your podcast of really looking at the whole person. And sure, if your reverse T3 is a 15 and you're on, I, I've seen people on, you know, 120, 180 milligrams of armor. Okay, there's a shit ton of T four in that. So if we see that reverse T3 pushing up, we can tweak that. And especially if you're like, yeah, and I'm not losing weight and I'm tired all the time. And Yeah, I'm on 180 milligrams of armor, but I'm not feeling any better. We can pull that armor down and add in some T3 and really try to kind of push that reverse in. But what if you're a person, and I've had this, I'm sure you've had too, reverse T3 of 15, 16, free T3 in the upper quadrant of the range, their symptoms are starting to wane, they're actually finally losing weight, they're getting through their day, their hair's growing back. Why would we screw with that? Why why hyper-focus on a reverse T3 of 15 or 16? If you're feeling good, I love the fact that you mentioned the
1: nuance of, and this is this is part of dosing protocols. Um, there are absolutely uh, times, right? when you you reduce armor and add t three. Look, sometimes you add a little T4. I mean, you know, it just depends, right? Yeah. But there's always a way to couture it to the person. And so that's a great one because in those cases, let's say that, let's say that same scenario you mentioned, let's say that free T4 is like pushing up to maybe to where it, the max of where it kind of should be. Well, in that case, yeah, you don't keep giving the person more armor. Do you know what I mean? They right. don't need any more T4. In fact, right. you're probably going to tile back the armor a bit and add some T3. So that has happened many, many times. And There's always ways to tinker it, thankfully, because you can separate those thyroid hormones by adding some direct T3, et cetera. So um, not everything can be solved sometimes by one modality or one thyroid hormone prescription. And then there are also times where, honestly... Sometimes it's just a little sprinkle of T4. And also, just in general, th- there are a few cases of people where they don't need full thyroid hormone replacement. They just need a leg up. I've seen people who just need to take like five micrograms a day of T3, the rest of the things working great, and that's all they need. Now, that's rarer. Mo- more often than not, people like us have to kind of overhaul and, and fully replace it. But there's all sorts of nuances here. So sometimes if people are close to optimal, but having gotten there aside from other interventions that could happen you just need little sprinkles here and there a little tinkering and i think that that is that's the most important part is and that's why you need experts like us to help you with the tinkering and understanding and the balance of those things
0: exactly now do you see a problem with low reverse e3 what is your what is your out Look, on. I, it's not a
1: problem to me. It's not a okay. problem because so T3 only, you're always going to have almost no reverse T3 if you're on right. a substantial amount of T3 only. And I've heard people worry about that though. You know, people on T3 only will say, What well, my T3 is like so low. And you're like, Yeah, but you're taking something that does not convert into reverse T3. You've eliminated T4, which has the only thing that converts into reverse T3. Therefore, I bet your reverse T3 is always extremely low. Am I right?
0: Yeah. Less or than like five. undetectable. I mean,
1: it's probably like less than five, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's not a concern. But here's the thing, and this is why T3 is a last resort choice, is because when you're removing the emergency brake, now you are a human brain trying to decide what you cellular- cellularly need, when normally the T4 would be figuring out that for you, which is why it's even more critical to be more knowledgeable. And on top of it, if you are someone that has to be on T3 only, because it's kind of you at home gauging it. you Blood tests aren't applicable. Doctors will freak out about blood tests when someone has a on T3 only, uh, they don't understand it. And so I think it's even more important to be in tune with oneself and understand the is because if you get into a situation where maybe you're on too much T3 or not enough, you can make that dose and adjust it quickly because you're talking direct T3 versus the store up and the convert with the T4. So I've seen that too. You know, people concerned about a low reverse T3,
0: which is not a problem. No, that's perfect. I want, I want to just, again, another voice chiming in because I always say that too. I'm like, I don't have a problem with a low reverse T3. That's our body survival mechanism. So I trust that with mine on T3 only, yeah, it's undetectable. But listen, if I end up in the ER, the ICU, if I'm in an accident, God forbid, that bad boy is going to go up despite having T4 just to protect my body as I'm trying to heal. So it's still there functioning, but it doesn't have to register when I don't have the T4 in the system to convert it. That's why exactly. I'm talking, right? Exactly. No, I agree with all of that. Yeah. So I did take, you and I talk about kind of, you know, playing with our own lab values. And I don't recommend doing this if you are under the care of an uneducated doctor who will see your result and freak the F out. But I took my T3 before my lab. So what was really interesting is- A couple hours before or what was the timing? It was exactly three hours. Okay. So almost to the peak, but not quite Took my seventy five micrograms, my normal dose, just as I always would in the morning upon waking, and then went to the lab. I ended up sitting at the lab for about an hour. I wanted to do it at two hours, but ended up being about three. So sixteen point four is my free T three.
1: So people would jump out of a window if (laughs) most doctors would just like have a total meltdown. And when I did it once, mine was seven, which is still high, but not. But again, well, I don't know. I mean, do you care? Are you concerned about that? Because if all the other diagnostics are great and that's what it is when it's peaking, well, that's just what it is when it's peaking. But that absolutely goes to what you and I both know and try to impart on everybody, which is this is why you do not ever take anything containing T3 before you go in for a test because you'll have false elevation. And also false elevation that keeps you sick because the doctor
0: thinks you're at the right amount and you're not. It's just because it was peaking. Or drops your meds. I mean, yes. if, if oh, someone were to that. look at mine, they'd be like, we're pulling about 75 right out of your dose. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. What, what are your
1: thoughts about, about that? that? Are you Do you have any concern
0: that it was that high? Is there anything that you changed as a result of just seeing that on a result? Not a thing, but it's just interesting because when I look at my labs from like the knowledge that we have, but then looking at it through the lens of a conventional doctor and what would they say? Super suppressed TSH, no T4 whatsoever, no reverse T3, and this crazy elevated free T3. They wouldn't even know what to make of those labs. They would think I was. They would tell you
1: that you are going to give yourself a heart attack. That is exactly what an uninformed doctor would say. But you know, there's something to be said for we can only test the keys, not the locks, right? And this is why perhaps you need seventy-five twice a day. Because that's what you need to feel right because whatever receptor sensitivity, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It's right for you. And so, numbers at that point don't really matter. But if your diagnostics are great, your pulse, your heart rate, your blood pressure, your temps, then you're good. I mean, I've had many moments where I've had to adjust my medication because I feel that it has gotten too much. Um, yep. I feel like, Oh, I'm on too much. I need to reduce or something. And these are again, why you're so attuned and aware of these things as you go through it, particularly when on T3 only, because it can be the the one thing that uninformed doctors are correct about is that again, it's, it isn't as stable. And and that is just true. Um, There's nothing wrong with that, but again, it requires a little bit more attention. And then there's some people that stay on the same dose for 10 years and they're good to go. So I find that people on NDT or even T4 only, which you and I probably wouldn't suggest in most cases, but people are on T4, T3 only, like maybe they need a little bit more in the winter and a little bit less in summer, but they're not really like tinkering a lot with it. It kind of stays steady. And there are more tinkering potentials you know, pitfalls that can happen when someone's on T3, which is again, why you need to be extra educated <laughs> about it and really on top of it with yourself, like how you feel. And, you know, I remember one time when I was on too much, many years ago, like my ears were burning, my feet and my hands were hot, you know, yeah. that is not how life should be. Right. And it wasn't 110 degrees out. It's just, it's something felt it, that that was wrong. Um The other thing too, like an interesting tip another T3 person gave me is they said, you know, if you're on too much T3, then when you walk uphill, you will get really winded quickly, which could be the same thing for someone who had low ferritin and who was hypo, but I noticed, started to notice that. And I noticed that I was reaching my max heart rate too quickly for like low exercise. And these were things that, again, you get to know yourself, you get a continuous heart rate monitor and you start to like get to know you. It doesn't mean you're targeting a pulse uh, because everyone's different, but you get to know what yours is. And then, you know, if you're feeling... Feeling great, that's a good time to be like, when are my temps? What's my pulse? What's my blood pressure? Like, what time of day is it? How long after my dose? Like, hmm, you know, these are things you just over time get to, to to learn about yourself and what's right for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's interesting too. Even if you can't go back to your 20s or pre-hypa or pre-Hashi and take that snapshot, you can take a snapshot now when you get your labs done and you feel good, you can say, okay, this is my optimal because we can give you optimal ranges all day long. And I think we might've talked about this in your podcast. We can give you optimal ranges all day long, but then there is your optimal. What is your optimal? And that might be different. I mean, you might be optimized with a free T3 of three and like, yeah, I feel awesome. And I might be like, no, I feel hypo. Like what's going on? You have to find that sweet spot for you.
1: I know someone who was always at 3.9 on their compounded T4, T3, 3.9 for their free T3 was their spot. But you know what, for the past couple of years, they're at 3.6 and like, or 3.5 and doing great. And I even asked them, I said, you know, this is a, a dropped from your normal thing. How you feeling? They're like, I feel great. Okay. Why is that? Well, perimenopausal stuff that they went through, optimizing some stuff, who knows what the conflicts potentially were there. They also yeah. got healthier, did some things in their life, you know, with functional medicine practitioners that again, could have made them more calorically efficient or metabolically efficient, that they could make things work better. And now they need less or now that number is fine for them. So again, these things could be ever changing. And that's again, why you have to be in tune with it. And again, someone I've seen people with no thyroid glands at all removed, on armor and had a 2.9 free T3. And I remember being like, uh, are you okay? (laughs) Because, you know, but that person was like a total athlete really dialed in. I'm not surprised that they were what I call T3 efficient. They were fine. I said, you have room to grow here. If you needed more armor, you could take it. Their temps were great. They were great. They were great. You and I would probably be brain dead and hating it with a 2.9 free T3, but it's right for them. So again, it is such an individual case. You know, I don't know if I said this on the podcast that we did, but And he won't mind either. But, uh, you know, Brad Kearns, New York Times bestselling author, he went, he was talking with some people that do optimization stuff. And they told him, they said, we want to put you on thyroid hormone to optimize your thyroid. We want your free T4 at a 1.5. Couldn't believe I heard that. And then they said, and we want to put your free T3 up at 4.0. Now, here's the thing he has no symptoms. Okay. He has no hypothyroid symptoms whatsoever. He's never been hypothyroid. He's fit. He's got energy. Testosterone's great. Everything's great about Brad. So he calls me and he's like, these people want to do this. And I'm like, that is borderline horrible malpractice that anyone would want to quote optimize. And then they're trying to hit numbers. A 4.0 for someone like Brad could make him extremely hyperthyroid. Also trying to shoot for a 1.5 out of a Uh, uh, T4, uh, free T4 on a range of like 0.7 to 1.7, that is also really suspect too. You really wouldn't want to go above, much above 1.4 because sometimes that could breed a reverse T3 problem. So the fact that they were trying to target and also what you're asking to put someone on thyroid hormone replacement to optimize what he's optimized has, and go look up Brad Kearns, everybody. The guy is one of the fittest, you know, most handsome athlete, right? Like, I mean, he's like 57, he's looking amazing. And so- he, he just had people out of nowhere tell him, oh, we want to optimize you as if it were something like giving someone vitamins. And <laughs> I just couldn't believe that. And I, I won't say the name of the company, but I thought, I mean, I was, you know, and I know it happens to you too, where you get so angry, you want to like call them up and be like, you're
0: hurting people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Definitely. But,
1: but like that happened to him and he's an athlete and he's doing great. He has no t- We went through the whole list of symptoms. I asked some lot questions. He's like, no, I'm feeling
0: great. They just, I say, oh my God, thank God you called me. Do not take thyroid hormone <laughs> replacement. Right. Cause he's going to then shut down the feedback loop. Like again, it's a, it's, there's that nuance thing, right? If it's a, if it's a man who is 50 pounds overweight and borderline diabetic and his thyroid's in the shitter, then yeah, let's fix that because he's only going to develop more diseases, but you have a a healthy dude here and it's, yeah. Healthy, fit, uh, energy all day, no, no sexual problems, just,
1: you know, all of the things. And it was just like, oh my gosh, that's insane. And I think then on the other side of it too, let's say they did take the person who was 50 pounds overweight, very unhealthy, who like might have needed some thyroid help. You're still not targeting enough, like for anyone to go, we want to put your free T3 at 4.0. If someone ever says that to you, you are with an uninformed doctor because that's dangerous as well. Based on what Amy and I just said, that's your best might be 3.0. Or we don't know. You don't right. know until you're there. So for them to try to shoot and target a number, and that's, I'm sure, probably a lot of discussion you have with your clients like I do, which is you give them sort of the base of what things normally look like, right? But then you always have to give the caveat of like, hey, we are not targeting this number, but this is kind of what you'll probably see, but we'll see what's right for you because then they get it in their head. Oh, I've got to hit a 3.8 or, you know what I'm saying? And again, it's right. like, there's so many examples where, Maybe they need a little less T3 than other people. And then there are people that need to be a little bit over the range. And that's not concerning either, you know, because if they don't have the overstimulation symptoms and the the diagnostics, then that's what they need for them.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I want to, I know I'm opening up a total can of worms here, but also to talk about the clients, the, the thyroid patients that, and this is kind of my fault, our fault. I don't know. Educators fault of yes, we focus on the thyroid. Yes. It's so important. Yes, it is. It is the master gland, but it's not always a thyroid. So now my people like, I'm a little bit tired. It's got to be my thyroid. I need more medication. I'm like, well, this one woman just last week, she's like, you know what? It is my cycle starting. I'm like, duh, there's your fatigue. It's not that you need more thyroid hormone. It's that you're a woman and you have fluctuating hormones and your cycle's starting. Or you're a man and you're super stressed out and you're overworking, you're going to CrossFit five times a week and you're working a 40-hour job. That's why you're tired. You don't need more thyroid hormone. You need some yes. lifestyle changes. Yeah. Well, and that is,
1: um, okay, or what about this? They think like their mental focus, and they're like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of, my, I can't focus or a little brain foggy or a little bit not focused. And they want to go like, oh, maybe I need more thyroid hormone. Maybe you just need testosterone because you're going through perimenopause. Because, hi, that happened to me. Mm -hmm. That happened to me. I knew my thyroid was fine, but I was feeling off in the brain, in focus. I felt like I couldn't gain lean muscle mass when I was working out. And you know what? Within three days of taking testosterone, my brain was everything fine. It was fine. It wasn't a thyroid problem. There's also sometimes, like, I've had a couple people come to me where literally the only fix they needed was iron. Well, I mean, they, they, the $10 supplement, and that's all they needed. That was where their energy and brain fog was coming from. That's where their exhaustion was coming from. It wasn't the thyroid. So, again, people think energy, they think low energy, and they automatically go to thyroid. But this is why we do what we do, because sometimes it's just something over here. And then also, even after I corrected my own thyroid by myself, that's great. Well, guess what? I had also been in a soup of disease for a while before I fixed that. And shit went wrong that I needed a functional medicine doctor to come in and help me fix because I am not an expert in that arena. You know, so just when you get the thyroid right doesn't mean you shouldn't go a little bit further and go, well, what else could have gone wrong during that time? Because I had a lot of stuff go wrong. Okay. (laughs) Like a lot of stuff. I could have had a heart attack or a stroke at the age of 42, where if you had been a regular Western doctor and looked at my CBC, you would have said, You're doing great, keep doing what you're doing. And my functional doctor. Took in depth tests and he's like, Oh, you could have a heart attack or a stroke. Like, we need to. I'm like, Wait, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what's happened? And honestly, it was just like I had to take a course of systemic enzymes, not digestive enzymes, proteolytic systemic enzymes. I had really high fibrinogen and stuff like that. And it cleared it up in three months. It was a very expensive supplement, but he saved my life. Yeah. um, With a freaking supplement. And again, I had already like just finished the book. My thyroid was good. I was feeling good here. The other thing he discovered, I had heavy metals. Now I cannot qualify this what I'm about to say, but I can tell you that like about halfway through my gentle detox of heavy metals, I can tell you that I felt a difference. I can't exactly qualify it, but it was like a day, it was a day that I knew. And I was like, I think the heavy metals are out of my body. Like I don't even know how to explain it. I wish I took detailed notes then. So, again, that that's, that affects mitochondrial function. That can affect reverse T3. So, here I was. I had heavy metals and this other thing going on that I didn't even know about. You know, all that time my thyroid labs were good. My thyroid was great. I still had other inflammation and issues going on that could not be solved by just thyroid hormone alone. Right. So, I think that's important, especially the longer you've spent hypothyroid trying to figure it out, then you get it right. That's really the time to be like, we need to like, look at everything to make yeah. sure that everything else gets kind of shored up over here.
0: Yeah. And, and or do, do, it do it at the same, same time? time, like take your testosterone and your, that's what I, I mean, I like looking at people's hormones and insulin and thyroid. And I say, let's just do it all at once because in that way you're not, you're not like, okay, I feel a little bit better over here. Oh, but my testosterone is still in the tank. Now let's fix that. Let's do yes. it all at the same time. So everything is working together.
1: Yes. Especially when you are a perimenopause menopause, you kind of like have to do it all together. If you're super, super young, then you wouldn't necessarily, as you know, you're not necessarily going to give a 30 year old progesterone unless they really needed it for some reason, which would be very rare because the hormones will come back once you optimize the thyroid, but then there's that point of no return, (laughs) you know, where, okay, there's a certain age and it's a certain time and you really just don't have a choice, but to intervene. And so, Yeah. Sometimes these things that we're talking about that mimic thyroid issues are also little dumb fixes. I mean, you know, sometimes it's really
0: simple. I know they really can be. So again, I was springboarding off your mitochondria comment. I'm going to put you on the spot because we totally did not talk about this at all, but I know Janie talks about pooling of T3. What are your thoughts? Because I honestly don't see it that much and I'm not quite sold on its validity but i want to get your take on t3 pooling and not getting neither it neither is paul robinson
1: i don't think okay. he's yeah um okay so this is the way that i envision pooling and or and, and again it may not be the way in which they envision it i envision that cuz excuse thing when i had a reverse t3 problem and it was on thyroid hormone my free t3 looked really good okay but the yeah. The tip off the red flag was that my free T4 was really high. It was like 1.7. It should not have been that. Would have been an indication to anyone in the know or you and I now with our brains to go, we need to check, check reverse T3. That's way too high. So yes, my free T3 looked really good. Let's forget the free T4 for a second. But let's, let's see your free T3 looks really good, but you're still hypo. So when I think about pooling, I kind of think about, mm, and maybe again, their definition is different. I just use the metaphor of like reverse T three kind of standing in front of the cell, not allowing T three in, and then your T three whatever you're taking is sort of like they might say pooling. I would say like just driving around the office, never punching in, yeah. And and then that's why the free T three looks good, but when you measure it against the reverse T three, you realize that there's actually a problem, and the person is hypo. That's how I see it, and I don't know if you're referring to another way that they define pooling.
0: No, uh, well, see, I'm. Not exactly sure how I, I should look into how Janie actually defines fooling because I've seen people talk about it on the forums. But now that you brought up that particular scenario, ironically, I just saw that in my friend a couple of weeks ago and I was like, wait a minute, she has every hypo symptom that you can possibly check off and her free T3 looks good. I mean, actually optimal, you know, like 3.7, 3.8, but her reverse T3 was through the roof. So that was my (laughs) only thought too with her is that like, it's just floating around. It can't get anywhere. It's just floating around. It's not, it's not punching in to work.
1: You're never going to get paid. And so that's why and now when people be like, Oh, well, there's no I'm like, Yeah, it's a metaphor, people, because honestly, we can't test at the cellular. If we could test cellular, like then there'd be so many other things solved in life. We cannot. We just have free, unbound what's available, T4, T3, and all these other tests. So that's what I think that they meant by pooling. They might also use it in connection, and again, maybe we we maybe we'll do another show just on that. But I think that they also look at it in conjunction with adrenals. That's how I see pooling. And so To me, it's kind of related to a reverse T3 situation where the reverse T3 is great, but you're still hypo. So therefore you'd be discounted, but it's not getting into the cells. And that usually is indicative though, when you look at the reverse T3. So unless there's something else that they're referring to, and maybe it's high or low cortisol, which is possibly the nuance that they might mean. Like if your cortisol is too high or too low, that could be an issue. But I do know that Paul Robinson disagrees with her on that point, but I haven't looked into it. I haven't like revisited that in a while.
0: Yeah, I haven't revisited either. That's why I just brought it up to kind of get your, your take on it. And I'll see a
1: there's the other thing too, that I think is people jump on too much. Okay. So I'll talk to people and they're like, well, I wake up at like three in the morning and I take my, and I'm like, wait, what, where did you learn that? So now Paul Robinson developed a great, wonderful method called the circadian T3 dosing method for people that really have serious adrenal problems. I'm not talking about your standard hypoadrenal fatigue. We're talking about people who literally cannot even make any cortisol. Okay. Like yeah. real serious problems that are very, very rare. Now right. in his case, he found out that if you wake up extra early and you take the T3, the cortisol Production window, it can help. So people wake up at three AM. They take their so people hear this and they do it. Or I've heard people do it out of convenience. Take it when you wake up. That's it. It's just I don't care when you wake up. If I ended up waking up at like uh, the other night, there was like coyotes murdering something. I don't know. <laughs> I live in the mountains, and I was like, oh my god. And I was up at like four in the morning. I don't wait until my normal time. I'm like, well, I'm up now. I'll just be taking my T3 earlier this day. I'm adjusting my dose for the day, so I yeah. think that that's the important thing. Is people either wait too long, or they're like waking up extra early because they heard of something, or they're trying to be convenient. Like, oh, I woke up in the middle of the night to pee, so I figured I'd take it because then I don't want to wait to eat. You're like, ah, that's not really how you do it. So I see a lot of people running towards also HC, like trying to think that they need HC to be on to get their their adrenals going. And honestly, like it's it's. It's more rare than not that people yeah. need that. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Is this resonating yeah. with you?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I would not use hydrocortisone unless someone was full on tanked out, low, Agreed. flatlined. Yeah. So
1: I think that that's another mistake people make too, is they jump or again, and I, that's why I say, hey, hey, take it at face value with these forms or even us, right? Okay, you know, right. you've got to go look into this yourself. But I see too many people are like, well, I charge taking HC or they're taking HCL.
0: Okay. Oh, hydrochloric acid. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: And sometimes I feel they jump to that too soon uh, right away versus realizing like, well, if you're introducing the thyroid hormones, that's that's it can help and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just that they jump to these things too quickly. That in and of itself isn't going to help you if the thyroid's still off, right? right? And same with the adrenals, No adrenal support's going to help you if you have a true inherent somehow embedded thyroid problem, whether it can be corrected later or not, it's not the point. but if that, that's there, then you can give someone all the adrenal support you want, it's not necessarily going to turn the thyroid problem around. So I think people just, again, and I know what it's like, because, you know, when I first started, like you look up and you see iodine and then you just start pumping yourself with iodine. (laughs) You're just like, I I want to solve it. If it's a component, I'll just take the component. And again, I think people just get themselves into trouble, into areas where they're just jumping on something before really looking at it. Because I agree on the HC, unless you are absolutely a disaster, but it would have to be really bad to take HC. Otherwise you just need to Get your T3 right because that does
0: help the adrenals. It does it? Yeah, it just actually helps balance out your cortisol rhythm. Um, and again, unless you have a real big problem, yeah. flatlined Addison's disease, Cushing, something like that, right? Then, yeah, just supporting your thyroid function makes everything else come into balance: sex hormones, mm-hmm. cortisol, the whole deal. So when we're talking about taking medication, a lot of times now I will see. So this is kind of two questions in one. I will see some patients very very sensitive to T3 and almost cannot even take 2.5 micrograms like they they start freaking out they're wired tired anxious i call it icky and sticky they just feel like they're all amped up and they're sweaty and they just don't feel well and then i see people that you know we can go super high in the dose so i guess question number 1 is, is do you see people that are that sensitive and number 2 in terms of taking your T3 sublingual versus oral i want to talk about that too so go ahead Okay let's and go. talk
1: about the sensitivity first most of the time what i see is when someone has a major sensitivity and or trouble raising a dose it is usually related to iron lamps and sometimes adrenals, right? So it can be a tricky business and they might have to up a little bit slower. But the people that I see that have the most problems have the worst ferritin and the iron storage. And that actually was my problem back in the day with armor. I could not up my dose without horrible symptoms like you're talking about because yeah. I didn't understand the ferritin component. So often, so I do see that sometimes. Now, here's the thing I can absolutely feel the difference between 2.5 micrograms. So I am kind of one of those people. Now my doctor claims that he's had a couple of patients that can feel the difference even down to the microgram. And so he compounds it for them. So I can really tell the difference between an extra 2.5 or nine where someone may not. However, most of the time, that's not the case. And again, when I do see a conflict, it's usually because the iron labs are off and or the adrenals are suffering and things just need some time. Maybe they need some adrenal support plus getting the iron up. Maybe they need to hang there for a while before they then attempt to increase again because the ferritin is so bad. So those are the correlations that I usually see when it comes to someone being super sensitive. But but I'm sure there's other reasons too. It's just uh, it hits them stronger and harder. But yeah, I mean... micrograms to feel jittery. You know, the other thing I noticed too, is sometimes when people get on anything containing T3, and I warn people of this when they're about to start thyroid hormone for the first time, you'll get a call, it'll be like the third day and they'll be like, like, I feel like I think I drank too much coffee. And you're like, yeah, yeah, because you have been low fucking energy for years and you don't even understand what it's like. So they freak out thinking it's a jittery thing. If they actually tested their heart rate, it would not even be optimal. Okay. It's just a feeling, right? The other thing is when people have really low ferritin and you lay down, it feels like your heart, is bumping and thumping, you can feel it, it feels concerning, I had this myself, that is often low ferritin, but it feels like a bad heart problem. Like you're really aware of it, you can feel it thumping. That is often like low ferritin. And so sometimes what you think is, is the problem is not the problem. So this is why diagnostics are important. There are people that are like, ooh, I feel cold. I feel cold. I guess I need more thyroid hormone. Take your temp. You're actually at 99.5. Your body's right. probably giving you a fever or trying to chill you out and you're feeling chills, but it's not actually being cold. So I've yeah. just heard a lot of dumb stuff and just don't be dumb out there. There are thermometers. There are, right? We have diagnostics to help us with this. Sometimes I'm feeling hot and I'm not. I take my temperature and it's 98.4. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Maybe I ate something, maybe I was in the sun all day and I'm just, it's kind of catching up to me and I'm feeling warm or sometimes. So again, we can't just use our human brain sometimes to decide what the problem is, if that makes sense. So yeah. I don't know. Did I cover that first part? About oh yeah. No, yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And well, where I was kind of connecting it to in my mind was sometimes with those sensitive people, it's also the gut and their yes. gut is so, now, now I do give credit to the gut, their gut is so so much of a disaster that I don't even know what it does with the T3. So that is where I might have them do it sublingually. Now the thought process would be sublingual will get it into your body faster. And you would think, well, if they're already getting jittery from the T3, why do it sublingually? Yes. But what if it is their gut? So we at least try it sublingual and I go, was that better? Do you, you feel better? Because maybe the gut was processing it to the place where it was still in the system when it was time for the second dose. And now you have two doses stacked on top of each other. One didn't even get a chance to get digested and assimilated. And now you're feeling more jittery. So that's where I'll do the sublingual. And I know I we, you know, we talked about think. other times too. So,
1: Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a great way to look at it. That synopsis that you just gave. And yeah, so I used to take all of my T3 sublingual. I even used to take armor sublingual. My thing is, swallow it unless you really can't. Or in the case of a gut issue like Crohn's colitis or something really bad, if you're trying to heal the gut, there might be times when you would probably want to do it sublingual. For example, I know a thyroid cancer survivor, she takes like 100 T4 in the morning with about like 25 T3, and then she just takes T3 the rest of the day in pretty substantial doses. But her second second dose, she just does sublingual. It's too close to when she eats, whatever, just... Knock it in there. There are times when maybe it's run a little bit too late. I know I need to take my dose. I'll chew it up and I'll put it under my tongue. So I'm not saying never do it. It's just that in general, I think the rule of thumb should be swallow it unless, again, there are these circumstances. And when you have serious gut disruption like SIBO or anything of these like crazy issues going on, Crohn's, and colitis, then it actually might call for most of the doses or all of them to be sublingual if you can. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can't do sublingual compounded and you can't do sublingual <laughs> slow release. But yeah,
0: right. Right. And you probably don't want to do armor because it tastes just like you're licking your armpit, but it tastes like,
1: I used to do it. I used to chew it up. And I remember I would open the bottle and smell it. I'd be like, Oh, fucking barnyard. Like just, 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 it's bad. Uh, But then again, you can always like hold it. But yeah, but it does dissolve pretty well. And again, um, I think Janie still does all of her stuff sublingual. I'm not sure. I know she was a big fan of that for a while. I say swallow it unless it uh, is called for otherwise.
0: Unless you have to. Or if you're but, in a jam. Yeah. Right. Well, I like that idea though. I like what you said about, because a lot of people do, they, they don't remember until later in the day. And then I'll get messages of like, can I still take this? Can I still take this? I'm like, well, yeah, you can still take it. I mean, your sleep might, may or may not be disrupted. I know people that can take T3 and armor right before they go to bed. And I know people like myself that if you take it at 5 p.m., you're going to have some sleep disruption. So that's another way to he can't take his past four or five p.m. I could take mine right before
1: bed, and it's not an issue. So that's the other miss thats another like m- misnomer about it. Like people think because T3 is an energy hormone that they will have sleep issues. That's not always the case. Sometimes it actually helps people sleep. So again, that's an individual thing. Right? There's people like you and Paul who, again, their last dose has to be before a certain time because it does disrupt it. And then there's other people where it absolutely doesn't matter at all. Yeah, you know, it helps, uh,
0: like you said, it actually helps.
1: Right. But people are worried about that. They're like, well, if I take T3, like, is that going to help my sleep? Because I already have issues with sleep. Often, at least what I've seen, is that it helps them. I mean, getting their thyroid fixed helps them sleep. (laughs) So do you know what I mean? Yeah. T3 actually, yeah. Yeah. Helps to some degree. Yeah. Not necessarily the timing of it, more so the abundance of it for you, whoever you are. Right? Yeah. Just the overall
0: effect of it. Improving thyroid function naturally improves your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. 100%.
1: And then I All forget for right. a third part to that question, no, that or something it. we forgot to answer.
0: <laughs> no, that was good. That was it. Yeah, just oral. Yeah, oral versus sublingual. Just what the the pros and cons were with the, those two. So now on to your course. I am so pumped about this. So you can see just from our conversation. And we had very little of that plan. It just rolls. So, Elle's yeah. knowledge on the thyroid, many of you know her anyway. So, this is not, a, this is just repeat information. But, Elle's knowledge on the thyroid is experiential. It's from working with people one on one. It's from research. It's from writing books. It's from talking to other thyroid experts, Paul, Janie, myself, everybody. So, you have built this, I mean, absolutely amazing thyroid course that I really want all of my listeners to do. And quite frankly, even if you're a patient of mine, go through and do this course, because it's just going to build more knowledge. I want you to really talk about the time, the energy, the heart, what you were thinking when you built this thing, what's all in it, what people can expect.
1: Sure. Well, thank you so much. And also everybody can get 15% off that course through Amy. So just, you know, reach out to her. She'll get give that you the link. code for it. Yep. Yeah, she has a link. This is the most comprehensive thyroid course on the planet. I'm not just saying that to say it I really mean it. It's literally yeah. a semester's worth of college, okay? It's, it's 23 original hours, but 29 total. You, you, there's an episode with you in there, again, as an extra, like, you know, oof, just have that around to keep listening to that. So Dr. Forsman, the doctor on my book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution, there are three hours in there. He's got two hours on gut, one hour on detox, Sorry, there's four hours and another hour on thyroid. I've got New York Times bestselling author Brad Kearns, who I mentioned earlier, who has written books with Mark Sisson, talking in depth about paleo, primal, keto, all of the different you know, nuances of ancestral health. And then literally what I have is I have, and I'll add to it because it's lifetime access and you know I'll keep going. I have a video presentation with me evaluating 25 very different blood work of all types and ages and male and female. Why? To get people to start to understand how to look at this stuff, because you're gonna need to understand it. The other reason I wanted to make this course at not only in-depth dosing protocols, like the stuff we were talking about, like oh, you might need to add a little T3 or really T4, all of the different variations of how you could dose thyroid hormones. This is not only for doctors and practitioners, it's for the patient. And also, too, let's say you get on thyroid hormone replacement, let's say things are good. And let's say you get a reverse T3 problem, great, go back to the course. Now you're going to need to go through the reverse T3 module and the T3 only dosing and figure that out. But the whole thing was meant to empower people and also because I have repeated this information around the world, I'm sure as you have over and over again, and I wanted to just encapsulate it and have it so I could reach more people and also just have a keep going back to it. There's Palmer Kippola in there. She wrote Beat Autoimmune. She cured herself of MS. She is really someone to need, and she also has a thyroid issue. So sometimes autoimmune issues go hand in hand. This is just meant to the only reason you and I are better is because we educated ourselves. It's the only reason you and I are better. And so because we both are not MDs. This is the course to empower you to learn everything that like Amy and I know so that you can go forward in life or if you do run into a problem, you've got the information right there. Because you right. might because you and I both ran into that problem. And yeah. so what do you do? Well, go back to the course. Uh-oh. So fine, you go through the first time, maybe you skip that module. But You really need to start to learn how to evaluate blood work and and all of the different ways of which you can approach something. For example, there's some lab work in there with a woman who had fairly normal thyroid labs. She's not on thyroid hormone. She had a very serious reverse T3 problem, but her two antibodies were like through the freaking roof, like some of the worst antibodies you've seen. So, just taking that little slide and that discussion for a minute, I will talk about all of the angles of it from here's the thing. There's there's always, should we attack it from low-dose naltrexone antibodies diet first? Maybe, hey, maybe that's the move here. Let's see what happens first with that. Because mm-hmm. would T3 really work right now. Maybe it's just a little T3 while you work on the antibody stuff in the back end of the diet because she was eating a lot of gluten and a lot of junk and things like that. So sometimes there's no right or wrong. There are just a bunch of variety of choices to make. And so that's kind of what I'm presenting is here are all of the options, all of the ways one can look at blood work. And you could try it from that way, you could try it from that way, you can do both at the same time. I mean there are lots of nuances there. And so because you you and I inherently sort of like know all of this stuff by now, I wanted to lay it out. And like that video tutorial in the course in and of itself is just... Uh, it's like two plus hours long. But no one does that. There's only one other thyroid course out there. It's not even comparable. So there really is nothing like it out there. And I'm just so excited because I wish this was out there when I was struggling. Now, yeah. thankfully, I had Janie to call. I had Rob, you know, Paul, Paul Robinson's book. But at the end of the day, this is like kind of having your own private coach teaching you the stuff. And people just want to get better and want a doctor to fix them. But you're going to live your whole life with hypothyroidism if you have it inherently and can't get rid of it like we have not been able to yet. Okay, fine. You need to know. Your doctor is going to retire. You need to understand how this works. If you run into a problem, you are going to spend so much more money going to dumb, uninformed doctors than you would if you just learned it yourself. And you can also yeah. help your doctor practice medicine with you. Even if you just go to the course page, right, through Amy's link and you look at it, there are amazing success stories. You could fix your thyroid problem by just listening and reading stuff on the sales page. Like literally I, I intended, <laughs> yeah. that. it's I'm not trying to trick people into buying the course. It's like, you might listen to the, the stuff on the sales page and that would be enough. I'm sure people have uh, told you they've listened to interviews with you talking about stuff and that was enough for them to go get tested right and figure it out. That's right. great. We want this horrible epidemic to stop. So I don't think Amy and I give a shit whether we get money for it or not. It's nice, it's our career, but we also really just want the information out there. And I think that that's the most important contribution I can make is to solidify this in a, in a, again, it's 29 hours, it's 17 modules, it's a semesters of college worth of information, yeah. <laughs> wonderful success stories in there. And also I just wanna let people know, one of the biggest things, and I know you hear this, we've talked about it before, which is this uninformed doctors being scared of a suppressed TSH right on the sales page. I've heard this so many times. I've had to cut and paste from my book in the Q&A with Dr. Forsman, his spiel about why TSH suppression is not a big deal on T3 only or T4, T3. And I just said, that's it. I'm cutting and pasting and put right in the sales page. Go ahead and copy and paste and send it to your doctor. I'm tired of sending it to millions of people. Yes. and emailing it constantly. I'm like, just take it here's the section, bring that to your dumb, dumb doctor. Who's afraid of your suppressed TSH on T4, T3 or T3 only it's right there on the sales page. So even if you just need that bit, go right there. It's right ripped out from my book because I'm tired of it. You know, I am so tired of the the insanity of the things that I hear every day. And I'm sure you do too. And people will tell you, and I'm sure they'll be like, you're not going to believe this. You're like, no, no, I, I will. believe."
0: (laughs) I know. I I thought about writing a book that's just like dumb quotes my doctor said and then just start documenting. That's all it is. It's just quotes that people give me from their doctor. But no, you're right. I mean, having it all in one place. Listen, there are new thyroid patients coming up every single day. Somebody, I mean, somebody out there right now is listening to this and that's why you wrote a book. That's why you have a podcast. That's why I have a podcast. We want to give this information out as much as possible because there are new people every single day being diagnosed or at least thinking like, wait a minute, maybe I do have a problem because every doctor told me I was normal, but I have all these symptoms. We get it. We've been there. But that is that I love that you did an all in one course for people to start there. middle. If you're in the middle of your journey, jump in. If you're still trying to talk to your doctor, jump in. If you're advanced, if you're already, maybe we're already working together. Maybe you're already working with some of these people, but You want that at your fingertips for a lifetime to go back and reference because just because LRI get you to an optimized place, that doesn't mean that you're always going to stay there. And so maybe you're not working with us five years down the road and you're like, shit, something's going wrong. I know my body. I know it. Then you can go back to the course and be like, all right, this is how I have to correct. Absolutely. And you know, there's no shortage. Like
1: even today, I was interviewing someone for my podcast, Unrelated to Health. He mentioned that his wife had gone through over 10 miscarriages. Okay, So after the call, I said, hey, thyroid connection, just want to make sure. And he goes, well, the doctor tested her thyroid, and they said everything was fine. And I said, okay, let's make a bet right now. I will guarantee you I can almost bet you a million dollars right now that they did not take the comprehensive test. And I'll just tell you right now so that you will trust me (laughs) when the answer is going to be right. Uh, They only took the TSH, or if they're lucky, they only took the TSH and T4. He yeah. sends me the results. They only tested the TSH. I sent him back. I said, do not try to get pregnant again unless you get all of these tests and then send them back to me. Okay. So, you know, this is continuous. It's nonstop. I hear it all the time. Even people who know the work that I do were like, oh, well, my doctor tested my thyroid. I'm like, what did you doing? You can't say that to me. I need to see the proof. I need to see the test because I don't buy it. And right. 99.99% of the time, we're right. They didn't take the right tests. Right you know? Yeah. So it's just everywhere. It's such an epidemic. There's 200 plus million people. There's not that many people out there like Amy and I, what if Amy and I, uh, God forbid, uh, died tomorrow or something? Well, then right. you're going to need the information on her podcast. Thank God the podcasts are out there forever. And so, yeah, the ultimate thyroid course, you get 15% off, uh, with Amy And yeah, it's just, um, this is something where you need to empower yourself to heal every aspect of it and also to be able to do your own tinkering and stop just trusting an uninformed doctor. And you can make an uninformed doctor pretty informed, even if they don't totally get it, at least you can get them to do what you need to do to get yourself better. You're only going to do that when you're educated. Half the time, I'm sure you have people asking the same thing. How do I say this to my doctor? How do I voice this? What is it that I need to tell them when they say this is a problem, right? And so- you won't need to once you learn all that Amy and I have learned. And I would learn it because this is your life. And I struggled for, I lost seven years of my life. People have lost 20, 30 years of their life. This is, this is we're, we're wasting time, everybody. This is fixable. You know what I mean? Right. It's totally fixable. That's, that, and that's the
0: mind blowing thing. I mean, you and I say that all the time, that you're not a tough case. This is totally fixable. I don't even care if you have heavy metals and mold and everything else stacked on top of your thyroid hormone insulin problem. It's That's all right. fixable. It might take you a little bit longer, but it's all fixable. So why yes. not have the tools at your fingertips to be able to do this?
1: Absolutely. So it incorporates all the elements from literally T3 only dosing, T4, T3 dosing, you know, all dosing on armor, dos- all of the dosing protocols, in-depth looking at blood work, plus the gut health and detox component from Dr. Gary Foresman, extremely in-depth, just straight up tutorials on how to do that. And then Brad, you know, paleoprimal, Insulin sensitivity, you don't necessarily need to eat meat, you know, you can still be a vegan and do this. I think Amy and I would suggest more of an omnivore ancestral paradigm, but that's there for you too. So it's like all the elements to heal it are there, including talks about low dose naltrexone and every other modality that could be introduced to help you fix it all up, not just the thyroid, everything that's related to it.
0: Right exactly and honestly the price L I mean I- I'm gonna tell everybody out there better jump on Wait. it because I'm gonna I'm gonna get on her about raising the price because what you get oh my god like the amount of information that you get for the price that you have it at is just insane.
1: And you know, people told me they're like, you can charge much more. And look, I mean, you know, maybe at some point I'll increase the prices, but here's the thing. I also wanted to know what it's like to be broke as fuck and spend all money and money you don't have on these doctors. You've wasted all this money and they told you to do all this stuff. And now you're sitting here. I mean, I spent like 15,000. I didn't even have way back when on, on doctors that never helped me. It went nowhere. It was, I might as well just burn the money. You know what I mean? So I know how frustrating it is. This is, first of all, way less than even a functional medicine doctor component, but then you have it forever. It's there. And this is, again, knowledge you need to attain if you have a thyroid issue of any kind. And again, even if you're optimized on something, you should probably learn it. So yeah, it's really, really cheap price for the money and there's nothing else out there like it. I mean, I've done all my research
0: and it's literally the most comprehensive thyroid course out there. It is. A hundred percent it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy. I, I ever, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like you're giving a very precious gift to all thyroid patients out there, your audience, my audience, everyone listening. So thank you so much for building this and offering it to people. I'm just super excited that it's out right now. Super excited. Oh, and thanks for
1: helping me spread the word again. I think the more people we can get knowledge, you know, and then again, you know, let's say someone goes through the course and they're still like, all right, there's some components I don't understand. Great. Call Amy.
0: Yeah, you know, cool. great
1: coach yeah. with her, talk with her, or maybe you go to Amy a couple of times. You're good, but then you know, again, maybe Amy's and I aren't around. It, hopefully, we'll be doing this forever. But right, take right. it while learn you're what you're right. like you can now because
0: you're who knows? All that you can, I never stop learning. Listen, I mean, yeah. I, even being thyroid's my jam, and I'll still take your course just to hear. I like hearing how other people say things. I like yeah. hearing even if they explain it the exact same way I explain it it confirms me. If they have a little bit of a different twist on it, then I'll go, oh, you know what? That's a better way to say that. I like that. So, I, mean, I feel that way about there. Mark Thyssen
1: and Brad Kearns, the way they talk about paleo, primal, ancestral, and because they were sort of my mentors, I still listen to them. I, I, I've known Mark for over 10 years. Um, there's not something that would surprise me that come out of his mouth. I still Google his interviews to hear him because I love yeah, I just love the subject. I, say, yeah. I love hearing how they talk about it. And again, maybe you and I both model something well, that's okay. But yeah, I love it. And
0: it just kind of steals it into an extra sort of confirms what we already know. So 100%. Well, l we have the we have the link. We'll have it in the show notes. so You guys will easily be able to access it. And then I'm posting it all over social as well. So we got you covered. If you can't find it, we got you covered. So thank yeah. you so, so much for jumping on. I love talking with you. I mean, I could do this. Yes all day all long. This. So thank, thank you so much time. for jumping on.
1: Thank, thank you. Thank you so going. much for all that we do and your work and just helping everyone as well. It's just, it's, it's, it's so
0: great to know. I feel like I'm not alone. Someone my age is out there. Doing <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. We're a powerhouse. We're a team. So we got this. Awesome. All right, Al. Well, thanks so much. We'll definitely have you back on, of course, as always. Awesome. Have a great day. Thanks.